Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. Last week, Erica totally put me on the spot. So I made a decision that I was going to put her on the spot this week because (laughs) she is really good at something. And we had talked last week about how we wanted to model how to be supportive of other women. And there is something that she was sharing with me that she did. And I was like, Erica, we have to talk about this on the podcast because I know that for some of you, it is something that I think it's important that I know because we know some of you guys that you it is something you care about. And so today we wanted to talk about how to celebrate your kids when they're going upstream. And like I said, I'm going to brag on Erica because I think this is something that she does really well. But most recently, she did something with her daughter, Ava. And I thought, oh my gosh, you have to talk to our pursuers about what happened, if you feel comfortable, (laughs) and then also what were some of the things that you did. And so can you catch us up? Really quick, Erica, and just kind of tell us what happened. Yeah. Okay. So I will say just to start off that I love that you think I do this well, as every mother probably knows, has very, have a lot of insecurities or always doubt how well we do things or how well we execute what we really want to with our children. So my daughter had a birthday party. And I guess to start off, I will say that she was all into unicorns and I had started buying unicorn things for her birthday. We were going to have a little birthday party for her. And then about a month out, she started getting into Pokemon because one of her friends from a school invited her to a birthday party and he did a Pokemon birthday party. And so out of nowhere, she starts liking these Pokemon characters. And so I had to change it from a unicorn party to a Pokemon party. I will also say that I am not a fan of Pokemon or anything anime. I, for some reason, just do not like those kinds of things. So it was already rubbing me the wrong way. But my husband was very familiar with Pokemon growing up. And so it was something that he was able to connect with her on. And so she started evolving this interest into Pokemon stuff. So I've kind of been going against the grain. I just don't like it, not a fan of it, but you know, also trying to support my daughter and my husband having this connection with each other. Why do you not like Pokemon? Because you're not the first person that has mentioned this, but I'm just curious as to like what it is that you don't like. I don't know if I could put my finger on it completely. I would say for one, I thought it was always more of a boy thing. And I know Mm. there's a lot of people who will probably go against me even saying that, but I just, because I knew very very little about Pokemon. Um, It seemed Mm -hmm. more of like a boy thing. My husband says that there's actually a lot of girls that are into Pokemon, but just the initial reaction of that was like, what? Uh, Especially coming Mm -hmm. from like unicorns and glitter. And not to say that she doesn't Mm -hmm. like those things, but she had just really switched quickly to something different. And I was Mm -hmm. not very privy to what Pokemon was all about. I also don't like anime in general. And I've tried to learn from some of my co-workers because I was very open to just trying to figure out what that world is all about. But I associated a lot of that anime stuff to 
a lot of sexual content, a lot of those types of things that I had heard about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just kind of always stayed away from that kind of stuff. It just rubbed me the wrong way. It just didn't feel right. The, The characters look weird. I'm not used to it, but You know, I do think that it's something that's pretty common in Japanese cultures because I think that's where it originates from. Um, So it's just very foreign to me. But Mm -hmm, there just mm -hmm. seemed to be something a little different about it that I wasn't fully aware of. So I just I'd rather stay away from it. And I also want to say that I feel like the cartoon characters blur a line very difficult for parents to know what's appropriate nuts no, not because they literally all look the same and i guess you could say the same thing for some american shows like king of the hill right that's a cartoon show but it's a adult cartoon show it's not a kid mm-hmm. cartoon show um so i guess there's you know there's things that we could equate it to here but for me it was just something that i was not necessarily familiar with so i'm cooking dinner um so i'm like chopping up something in the kitchen and my daughter was sitting down by her uh she has like a little desk by the couch and i don't know if she was in the book reading the book but i just heard her say that page scares me i have nightmares and i'm kind of like chopping Mm -hmm. like we weren't talking about anything in particular which it kind of threw me off for a minute so i kind of looked up and was like wait what and she goes, yeah, that that page scares me. And I'm like, what page? What page are you talking about? Because, you know, I'm already defensive about this Pokemon stuff to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so I put my stuff down and walk over. And I was like, show it to me. Like, what are you saying that's scary? And so she opens the book and she finds the page. So she's kind of like looking away as she's like trying to show me what the page is. And so I look at the page and I'm I'm reading it trying to figure out like what is this right because it's already weird stuff (laughs) to me it's like already weird stuff um and so I'm reading the page trying to figure out what it is and there's this man on there it doesn't look that scary to me um no more okay I know you say that but I because you share the the yeah I did with me I just thought I'm like I don't even understand how this is supposed to appeal to kids like it was a little scary to me. Just uh, what I mean is just like the, I don't know. Like I think of cartoons and muñequitos, something different than the page that you showed me. Yeah, let me so describe it a little bit. It's it's a guy. Uh, it's a guy cartoon character. Um, he's supposed to be what they consider a museum uh, curator. And there's a mask. It's kind of like just a beige mask that he's, uh, you could tell is like coming off of his face. Um, like it's floating off of his face and there's another couple of other pictures with the mask on so I'm like well what is this like what are they talking about and she she knows how to read but I don't think she actually reads it she just looks at pages and so I start reading it just trying to get a grasp on like what this character is all about and it said that it was a character um, that they were worried that ghosts are haunting the institution just before a big exhibition is scheduled to start. They said that there's a rare Pokemon uh, using more than syllables uh, of its name to communicate. A mm. Yamask interacts with the group by using Cillian as a bridge to verbalize its intention. As soon as I started reading that, oh, that's so weird. The immediate thought that came to mind was something like a medium. Mm-hmm. And automatically I was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
So I took a step back for a minute because obviously then my heart's beating and I'm really upset. One, because this is happening under my watch, right? Like I'm already, I've mm-hmm. already exposed her to something inadvertently by allowing her to have this book. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at first. And then I take a minute to think about this. And then I'm like, hold on. So the thing is, is that my daughter's scared. And so what she proceeds to say, because she can see me like being upset now, like this book says something mm-hmm. that I'm not a fan of. And she says, but mommy, I already know what to do. She goes, whenever I know the page that comes before that page. So when I get to that one, I just skip it and turn my face until I get to the other page after it. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked at her first because she articulated that very well. So I was actually really impressed that she yeah. articulated it in that way. And would you give people context of like how old your kid is? Oh, yeah. Like, so this is not a teenager, She's six right? years old. Yeah. So she's a six-year-old. She yeah. just turned six. So she's six-year-old. She does communicate really well in, in certain instances. And so sometimes she like just surprises me. But so the way that she articulated what she does when she gets to this page, it kind of like threw me off. So I'm like, I'm looking at her and they're like, I take a step back and then it just comes to me. Wow, she did a really good job of trying to stay away from something she felt was wrong. And mm-hmm. so right immediately then I was like, Ava, do you know what you just did? And she's kind of like, what did I do? And I was like, you know, God put something inside us to know what's right and wrong. And this page is That's wrong. So this is not something that you should be looking at. And so you decided not to look at it. And that's what God wants us to do, to stay away from things that are wrong. I was like, so you did a really good job. Good job, Ava. And she puffs up with her chest really high. And she's like, yeah, mommy, I just don't look at that page. You know, so she tries to reiterate it again because she knows she did a really good job. And I was really proud of her that day. I just, I, doesn't mean I wasn't very still upset and weary about these kinds of things. But, you know, I think, for me, it was a really good testament of how well she's navigating right now. One, the spirit that's in here that's telling her something's wrong. She's, you know, something is triggering a feeling and she's acknowledging that feeling. And then she's decided to do something about that. And for me, I can't hide her from everything, right? I try to Mm -hmm. do a pretty good job of watching the things that she's watching and preventing her from certain things that I know are just not appropriate for her at her age. And I'm very particular about those types of things. If I could, I I would probably eliminate Pokemon from her life right now. But I think those who are married probably understand there has to be a uh, compromise. And so there's some compromises that we've made with Pokemon of things that we won't let her do versus things we will uh, with Pokemon. Um, So there is some control there, but it's a compromise from both of us. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, I can't hide her from everything, but it was really awesome to just see how she reacted to something like this without me having to prompt her. But, you know, just the way you're like proud of her, right? I'm like, I'm so proud of you because just a celebration of that. And one of the things that I always say is kids, they don't get a junior Holy Spirit. I'm just thinking of just the way God is and the Holy Spirit is and how maybe he works with children, you know, mm-hmm. and perhaps in a way that maybe we don't really fully grasp. Mm-hmm. And I just love that she was able to see that and that you took the time, in essence, to teach her. I mean, you didn't call it discernment, right? But I'm yeah. just what it is. Still, Ava had discernment, <laughs> which was awesome. There was something about that that told her, mm, maybe not so yeah. not so good. Yeah. And she recognized that. And to me, I'm like, it takes like years for an adult to be able to do mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm so proud of her too. And 
I'm proud of the way that you did that. I would also say, I think one of the things that I struggle with, and maybe some of you listening might struggle with the same thing, is there's a part of me that doesn't want to over-spiritualize things, right? For sure. But the other Mm -hmm. side is also not wanting to miss opportunities to teach your child in these small ways how to identify when God is prompting you to do something. And so yeah. whether this was really about a medium, whether this is you know, something of the devil or the enemy, I think people will always kind of fall wherever on that line for this. And some people might say, like, I was not talking about a medium. You know, there's something here that my spirit even says is off. And so I know my radars, even though I, I can't pinpoint it. And I'm pretty sure some could be listening or probably yelling because they're already pinpointing it. But it doesn't matter as much as that I'm pinpointing it, as much as I think it is that I acknowledge that there's something and sometimes in life that we don't always acknowledge that. There's a couple of things, right, that I would say for those who have kids that are, you know, into anything that might be something that maybe you're not as comfortable with, but you're trying to read it out is being one, being very aware. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't brush off what she was saying as I was cooking because I was busy cooking. There was something in me that said pause. And so I, I chose to pause. Yeah, that's good. And I didn't stand there and try to get something out of her. I walked over to her to actually investigate. Um, so I told her to mm-hmm. show me, right? I could very easily say, yeah, pages that scare you, just don't look at them and move on. Could have been yeah, really that's easy good, for me to do that. But I, I took a moment to pause, to go over there, to actually investigate what was happening, what she was talking about, to get a lay of the land of what she was feeling at the time. And then taking a minute to think through what is she telling me in the eyes of a child? Because I'm immediately thinking all of these things that she has no idea exist, right? And so for mm-hmm. her, I'm acknowledging like, wh- what is she perceiving from her end? And I don't think she knew how to fully communicate that. I needed to show her what that looks like. And so being able to explain it in the most basic terms for her, right? I could have used the word discernment. I just said, there's something in you that told you this. God gives us that, right? So there's an originator from that, that God gave her that, and then celebrating her. Great job, Ava. You do that every time you feel there's something inside you that says it's naughty. That's what I say. We turn the other way. This time, what you did was you turned the page. You didn't want to look at it. Those are the things that God wants us to do, okay? And of course, she's like, okay. And then she tells me again what she did. Um, So I would say that those would be some tips for me. When we see our child doing something that is to be commended for, um, or at least praised or celebrated in their walk with faith, as we're teaching them as little children, how to abide by what God wants us to abide by. That's really good. And obviously, I don't have children. But something that I just I, that I have observed myself is, um, I, I know that there's a, a lot of hindrances that we have as adults, sometimes in the way that we apply our faith, just because of all kinds of things that we understand that children don't. Yeah. But I believe this is the reason why God calls us to have childlike faith, because mm-hmm. they're not like that. Yeah, kids tend to be unhindered. And I was just reading right now, on Matthew 19, 14, and this is Jesus speaking. And what does he say? And I had never seen this word on this before, but it says, Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And I feel like that's something that you did really well, Erica. I feel like Mm -hmm. you allowed your daughter 
in her own way to experience God and to apply her faith in the way that she didn't even know she was applying. But like you said, you were not like, oh, let me just be dismissive. But instead, you did not hinder that moment that maybe God was having with her mm -hmm. to recognize something that, like you said, whether it's evil or not, there was something in your child that told her that this one thing was not good for her. And she made a decision, yeah. not even you, she made a decision that she would skip that page to avoid the thing that she recognizes evil. And I know that your, your kiddo goes to a Christian school. And so she spends a gazillion amount of hours in an environment that is presence filled because Jesus is being proclaimed mm -hmm. all day long. So it does not surprise me that she has the ability to recognize those things because she is in an environment where she is constantly hearing about um, who Jesus is, what he has done. Now, mind you, she probably doesn't know the extent of that, right? Yeah, yeah. But it just, it shows that whatever you're instilling in her, the values that you guys are instilling that it is producing fruit and not just, you know, you as parents, but also what they're doing at the school. Because I know that at school, I mean, I, I know at Sunday school, even like the kids are always being, are being instructed on like, there's good, there's evil, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that she was able to recognize that. And so kudos to you. Did you have anything else you wanted Thank to add you. before we close? Yeah, I would say always just finding those moments in every little aspect of their life there's going to be times where you can guide and direct them on ways to take a biblical view of things. Mm. I'll give a quick example before we go. Uh, we've got a kid in his her class. I always ask who got in trouble today. And she'll say, oh, and I won't use real names. So let's just say Tony. I don't think she has a Tony in her class. And she'll just say like, oh, Tony got purple today. And purple is like a really bright <laughs> color. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what did Tony do? And she's like, he was disobeying and being disrespectful. And so she'll always tell me what these kids do, right? And so I was like, so we need to pray for Tony, right? We need to pray that God changed Tony's heart so that he can be nice and kind. And she's like, yeah. And so we pray for Tony, for Tony's heart to be changed. And so uh, the other day she comes back and she goes, mommy, Tony got green. God worked. God worked in his heart. Oh, <laughs> now, so whether awesome. God did or didn't, it's that childlike faith, the teacher, yeah. about how to pray and how to... Y'all yeah. um, yeah, remember, Tony does not exist. Tony does not <laughs> exist. Um, but there's another guy that did do this. <laughs> but I told her, I said, you know, Tony might be... Sometimes people act out because maybe their mommies aren't with them right now. Or maybe mm -hmm. somebody took their daddy away. And so sometimes mm -hmm. they act out because they're sad or they're mad. Mm -hmm. And so why don't we pray that God also helps Tony to feel safe and mm -hmm. to feel loved? And so, again, finding small moments where things can mm -hmm. just be yeah, a laugh. Also moments where you teach them how to pray and how to love and how to give people grace. To change her perspective of not that there's just a bad kid. It's a kid that's something else is wrong. Yes, and to recognize God's presence when God is moving, you know, like you said, whether Tony's heart was changed or not, you know, the point <laughs> is she also learned the power of prayer, yeah. you know, and she yeah. believed and she yeah. also acknowledged that 
God's presence, God's doing, God's work could have been, could have contributed to that. Right. Pursuers, I want to tell you something, especially if you're a parent. I just want to tell you, you're doing a good job. Like Erica said at the beginning, I know that parenting is a, it's a calling, it's a challenging job sometimes in that um, sometimes you are doing it fervently, but you don't always get it right or you don't always get encouraged or you don't always hear praise for the things that you're doing. And so we just wanted to tell you, you're doing better than you think you are. Like we always say, if you're ever in a situation where you're struggling or you're seeing something on your end that you would love to just figure out how to how to tackle it, how to go upstream with it, reach out to us. Well, and by, and by um, us, I, I mean reach out to us so I can tell Erica what to, <laughs> to tell you what to do. Uh, I don't know what you pray. would do. Yeah, exactly. But the point is that, you know, part of the upstream pursuit, right, is for us to pursue community and for us to not do this on our own. And so if there is uh, any questions or any anything that's going on in your world that you're like, I really want to know how they would go upstream about this or what their thoughts would be and, you know, maybe what the Bible says, maybe that's something that we can work together to see what see what the Lord says in his word and um, to help each other. Right. You can always connect with us by going to upstreampursuit.com. You can submit a request there and we would love to hear um, your story, your questions, your suggestions. We're always open to that. Yeah. And I would also say even in, if you have moments just like these that I've shared, you know, we'd love to yeah. maybe put you on a podcast and share your testimony of how your child's going upstream. Yeah, we would love that. And so as always, pursuers, we hope that you are doing great and we wish you a wonderful week. And as always, let's stand for truth, pursuers.